0: You're listening to episode 219 of the Master Your Mind, Business and Life podcast. It's no secret that I love to learn. It's also no secret that I love mixing spiritual woo with business and anytime I get to use one to elevate the other, well, I'm here for it. This week's guest taught me so much, and I'm sure you're going to learn a thing or two as well. Miranda Mitchell is an energetic alignment coach and human design specialist who helps entrepreneurs energetically align so they can step into their higher potential and growth while having freedom and ease. Miranda has a fascinating life and boldly shares her story with us, but before I hit you with this episode... It's been a hot minute since I featured a review of the week, so allow me. This review is on Apple Podcasts from Celeste Ramirez, and it reads, Love this show and the thought-provoking truth that came out of it. Lauren does a great job at making the show enjoyable and even educational. Highly recommend. Celeste, what a kind and thoughtful review. Thank you. You rock. I appreciate you and that you tune in and turn it up. You can leave your five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you listen from for your chance to be featured. And don't forget to screenshot that you're listening today, share it on Instagram, tag me in it, at MindBizLife. Let's start a conversation. I love connecting with you and learning from what resonated with you most from these Life Mastery conversations. All right. Are you ready to meet Miranda? You know what to do. Tune in. Turn it up. Let's go.
1: shifters, truth seekers, and
0: rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith. Hi, Miranda. Welcome to the show. I've been looking forward to our conversation.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited. I love being on this. I Thank you so much for asking.
0: Podcasts are so much fun. And I am really curious about this entire conversation we're going to have today because we're talking about human design. So I want to learn more about you, but first, Let's just kick this one out of the way. What exactly is human design?
1: Yes, 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 yes. Awesome. So, human design is basically modern and traditional um, philosophies combined together, um, created in a way that people can learn about their energy, who they are authentically. And then be able to step into a higher potential of who they are energetically. And the reason I say that is because not only is this human design, but I'm actually training quantum human design, which is, yeah. So it's bringing in the quantum potential of really like creating your thoughts so they can step into that higher version even while you're ground into your energetic type. So it's a little bit different there, but this is, it's so amazing in the way that you kind of ground yourself in who you are, what you're here to do, your life purpose, what was your journey? What are you here to learn, what you're here to help others, and then be able to step into a higher potential of how you want to create that.
0: Oh, this sounds good. So now color me curious, how does human design become part of your journey? Was being a business owner and focusing on human design, always part of your plan? Uh, no,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. but, um, you know, I truly, and it's cliche. Everyone says that, you know, journey, 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 but really life is a journey. I, I really, truly believe that I was brought here for a reason into this space in this moment. Um, And because of that, I was able, because of human design, I've been able to kind of reflect on my past and connect with what my energies were like Mm -hmm. when I was in my past and why I was living the way I was living in that moment. Um, So when I first started, honestly, when I was, it all started even when I was a kid, you know, we had, there was, Six of us at home, Um, we lived out in nowhere in Vermont with no electricity, no water. My parents kind of like to be uh, like, they they like to be off grid. Mm -hmm. It was um, partially off grid and partially not off grid, partially because of money as well. And there's so many of us, Um, but it all started there. And then when I moved out at 14, because I wanted to actually have somewhat of a normal life. I wanted to have friends, have hot water. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I started to step out into that at 14. And then um, my energy was more of like just being in the moment. So I was going from one thing to another. I wasn't aware of anything. I wasn't aware of my decisions. And I'll say most of my life, up until my early thirties, I really don't remember a lot of, because I was always in the moment and never aware with deliberate action. So I was kind of stuck in the energy of the flow, which the flow is amazing, but you have to have the awareness of the flow. You can't just let it like tossle you about, you know? Mm. Um, so I was, Tossed about until I was probably in my 20s and that is when I had my first son and I realized then that I needed to change the way that I was being you know I had to be a mom now I had to be consistent I had to ground myself I couldn't just be thinking about myself and it was very important for me to do that because my mother with so many kids really she wasn't there for us energetically she wasn't there for us for support she wasn't there for us to guide us I mean that's why I moved out at 14 I had to get myself up to go to school she didn't really make us do anything right. we went to bed whenever we wanted we did whatever we really wanted so I wanted that for my kids I wanted to have consistency and be the, the parent you know right. Um, and from there I grounded myself and I became very focused very determined, very goal oriented. So it's kind of like I would look at down at the ground at the straight and narrow, and I would see my goal, but then everything around me was oblivious. Like I didn't see any any new opportunities or new relationships or anything that would show up because I was so focused on one point. Um, Until later on in life, Uh, Someone called me the ice princess. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And that kind of uh, I didn't understand that. I was like, what does he mean? I'm an ice princess. Like I'd become so cold and so focused Mm. that I was kind of um, I wasn't open to anyone else or any opportunities or anything else around me. So um, my energy was like to one point only. And because of that, I did do everything that I wanted to do. However, I missed so many other potentials and really living, you know? Yeah. Um, And then after that, I decided to go into yoga. And I dove into yoga for really consistently for about six years, hardcore yoga to release like the traumas and um, the stuckness that I held in my body, all of the things that I kept in as I pushed forward as I raised, because now I had, had my other son. Uh, So I was raising my kids and and this is where I really started working on vulnerability and opening up Mm. because I didn't want to be cold. Yeah. You know? Uh, So I started doing that for like six to eight years, really consistent. And from there I realized, okay, um, I'm open. I'm vulnerable. I'm going to let myself be hurt because that means I'm living. I'm not going to protect myself anymore. And I started opening myself up to different ideas, different possibilities. I wanted to teach others that it was okay to be vulnerable and to be messy, as I like to call it. Um, so I started teaching yoga. And from there, I went into um, coaching because I felt like I wanted to get deeper. Like you can work in the body, but then there's that mind connection yes. that you really needed. Yeah so i wanted to be able to do that for others because it had changed my life like my whole perspective in my life as a person as a mother as a business owner was so different than when i had when i when i first started i was so closed and limited and now i was able to to realize that i really can create the life i want i really can draw in the people that I really want to help. I really can be the person that I can envision myself to be. And then I found human design, which was just like the icing on the cake. <laughs> so I found that and I saw my chart and it told the whole story right in front of me. And I was like, Ugh, I knew it. <laughs> it was, it was almost like, it was just telling you
0: what you had already known and just validating that for you. That's
1: exactly what it was. Like, I'd always thought after through, through my process of yoga, I knew that I was all of my struggles, um, were for a reason, you know, um, I, I did go through like the poverty with my parents. I was in a marriage that had domestic violence. I raised two boys on my own. So I knew that there was a reason, but, I also didn't have like concrete evidence. So I would question myself, like, well, am I just making this in my head? Am I just trying to say that this is a reason to make myself feel good that I had all these struggles in my life? Mm. <laughs> um, but then I saw my chart. And in my chart, the gate of activation um, is actually a struggle. And it still gives me goosebumps. Like like my life, what I'm here to learn in this life was to choose which struggles were worth learning from and then helping others do that through my experience. Whoa. Like it says that in my chart. (laughs) Whoa.
0: And like, I'm sure that just resonated with you, like to your core.
1: Yeah. I actually cried. Yeah. It was, yeah. It, it, cause it was so, I was so thankful
0: because
1: it's like, okay, I, I wasn't making this up. This was like why I was here. This is, this was why I'm here. I,
0: I love that motherhood kind of catapulted this for you, especially after, I mean, whoa, your childhood growing up, like growing off off grid, but not only that, like having the courage to move out at 14, like. Miranda at 14. I don't even know if I could have done my own laundry. (laughs) Like, so like, whoa! I can just see how strong and brave and courageous you are. And I know you said you don't remember a lot about that, that time span, but now I'm sure you're able to reflect back and just see and feel your growth on so many levels.
1: Yeah, I do. And you know, it's, I realized through also through seeing my chart that um, there's a lot of astrology in human design as well. And the planets all mean different things. And um, I also know that I was really here to change my cycle, my my karmic cycle, I guess you would say, because of the DNA, you know, from our parents and then it's conditioned and we drop it down yeah. um, from my mother to my me, to me. And we have uh, domestic violence in our family From for every woman since um, my grandmother. I'm not sure about my great grandmother, but I, it passed down to my mom. It passed down to me. It passed down to my sister. We've all had domestic violence in our lives and our first husbands. And I just know that this work that I'm doing is helping my daughter. So she does not have to live that cycle Breaking those
0: generational, we'll call them curses, right? Like those yes. generational cycles, maybe even better because we don't want to say everything is generational. It's not bad, but, but yeah, I, I love that. And you're mindfully doing it with intention, which is just beautiful. Thank you. Oh, well, let's talk about these different energy types. What are they? And what are the differences between them?
1: yeah so there are five different energy types so each person from has a different energy type and it's based on your the time of your birth where you're born and your birthday so you can find out your energy type by that so each person has an energy type and what this energy type means is this energy that you are born with is how you are putting yourself out into the world as well as how people perceive you into the world. So they are, it's just you, but it's a certain energy type that sometimes we're unaware of. So there's five energy types, which are the manifesting generator, uh, the generator, the projector, the reflector and the manifester. And I, there is the new quantum names, but I'm not gonna quote them because I'm still, I still have all the traditional in my mind, but there are definitely the new quantum names that my teacher, Karen Curry Parker, is recreating. She just wrote this beautiful book, The Quantum Human. If you guys want to kind of reflect or kind of know about what it means for quantum human design and what that is. And there's the new terminology as well. But each energy type has a different way of presenting themselves in the world. So let's say the manifesting generator is very... Um, they have the manifester power, so they're very, like, that power is strong, but yet their strategy is to wait to, restru- to respond to things. So in business, as entrepreneurs, we are taught to go out to, like, get seen, get heard, initiate, see people, get known, get out there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Otherwise, if you don't get out there, you're not going to get seen and heard, no one will know who you are. But the only person that can really do that as far as their energy type is the manifestor. And the manifestor is only 9% of the human race. Wow. Yes. So the other percent, all of us have a different response. So the projectors are waiting to be invited. The manifesting generators are waiting to respond along with the generators they're both the man of the generator type. And I can go a little bit in depth with that. And then the reflector, which is the 1% of the human race, um, is actually waiting a whole moon cycle in making their decisions. Wow. So, yeah, they have a 28-day uh, cycle in how something comes up for them, whether it's a yes or no. So what I mean about making decisions is, let's say um, you have a new inspiration on a business idea or a program or something that you want to do in your business. You get inspired. Usually what happens is we get inspired and we feel like we have to do this now. We have to get this out there as fast as we can, you know. But what happens is if you do that and you're not a manifester type, you're going to end up pushing people away. No one's going to listen. No one's going to want to hear it. So instead, you have to follow your strategy to be able to bring it forth into the world where people will respond to it. Mm. That
0: makes sense. And then I would feel like, what was it? It was the reflector who has the 28 days. Like, so I can imagine if you're trying to make a decision overnight that may not energetically align with you.
1: Right, right. And you know, it's in today's age, we don't really have a lot of time sometimes to be able to wait like that 28 days. So just having the awareness of knowing that you weren't able to wait out your entire cycle or wait out into your entire strategy, that it may not work the way that you wanted there's an acceptance and a forgiveness of like, okay, well, I wasn't able to wait out my strategy. This wasn't in alignment. This was not right timing for me. And that's okay. So it's a, there's a little bit of mindset in there as well as acceptance and letting things be okay as well, rather than forcing. That makes sense. I can give, an, yeah, I can do, would you like me to give another example? Yeah, of a, I love examples. Okay. <laughs> so um, another example for like, let's say a projector. Um, projectors make up 20% of the human race, and their strategy is waiting, I'm sorry, is waiting to be invited. okay So they have to be invited into things. So a lot of projectors really struggle with this because they're like, what, well, I just have to like sit around and wait to be invited to do things before I can do things. Yeah. <laughs> so um, what that really means is a projector has to really take care of their energy. And the reason that is, is because a projector does not have definition in their sacral, which is the work and life force center. So if you look at your chart, you'll be able to see these squares and triangles. Those are called centers. If you have the center colored in, it means there's definition there. It means there's consistency there. Mm. If the center is white, It's said it's open or undefined. And what that means is there's no consistent energy. There's variability. Mm. And with those centers, what you do is you actually take in people's energies and you amplify them. So the thing though is you're borrowing the energy. It's not your energy. If you hold that energy in and think that's you, then you will get burnt out. And that's what happens with projectors is they don't have definition in their sacral because that is where life force and workforce energy is that's what generators have they take in people's energy and then think it's theirs and then push 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 but it's not there so then they burn out so for a projector it's very 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 important for self-care mm. and a lot of my clients like when I ask them, what are they doing for self care? How much are they doing for self care? They are, they fight me because they're like, I, I feel like I'm not doing anything. If I'm meditating, I'm doing yoga, I'm going for a walk, I'm like thinking about myself all the time, and taking care of myself. But what happens is, is, when you start to take care of yourself and your projector, you start to heal, you start to get your energy back. And then you receive invitations. So you open up that doorway for people, the universe, whatever to come into you and invite you into things Mm -hmm. rather than you figuring it out and doing it yourself. So
0: sometimes it feels a little counterproductive, but you're actually getting more into an alignment. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And
1: I have uh, this wonderful client of mine. Um, she does uh she does yoga online and she was very she was struggling you know to make this happen and then when the pandemic happened we we had been working on a lot of self-care and at first she's like seriously I have to do all this stuff for myself I want to like build my business (laughs) um but what happened is now she is like she's taking care of herself more than ever she has consistent like Uh, Classes online, she has consistent clients, and now she's like at ease and she's actually saying no to things now. Mm. So it's trusting the process, staying with your strategy because projectors, it will take a little bit longer than generators, but trusting the process, taking care of yourself, and really start to connect with what is showing up for you. Like, what did I get invited to today? Mm. It can even be like, what did I get invited to? as far as someone asking you for coffee, because then you start to realize what an invitation looks like. Yeah. Just having that more of the awareness for it. Yes,
0: definitely. How does this kind of shift for the generators and the manifesting generators?
1: Mm-hmm. So the manifesting generators and generators are, uh, they make about 70%, they're about equal amounts. I'm a manifesting generator. I'm a generator. So- Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> So that means we have like work and life force energy. What that means is like when we're inspired and we're doing our work, we feel like we're not even working. Like we love to work yes. when we are inspired <laughs> and in right work. Yeah. Yeah. Like it doesn't feel like we're working, right? You just go all day. You're like, oh, 2 a.m. Sure. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Cause you like, if you are aligned with your work and you love your work, then that's really what you're here to do. You're a builder. It's kind of reminds me of like the busy, the builder bees, that's what we are. You know, we build everything, we build the foundation. And um, that's only if you love your work though, because if you are a generator type and you don't love your work, it can really drain you. So it's very important for you to be to love your work. Fascinating. So that is important because there's a lot of people that are just working to make ends meet or working to work. Yeah. You know, what
0: is the, what is the core difference between the manifesting generator and the generator?
1: Yeah. So the manifesting generator has, um, there's four motors in this, in the chart, which is this, there's four centers that are motors in the chart. So the manifesting generator has one of at least One of the motors directly attached to the throat. So the throat is manifestation Mm. into the external world. It's what you're here to talk about, it's what you're here to do. The generator does not have a motor to the throat and may even have an undefined throat, an open throat. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So there is a little difference in the way that you do the strategy. So as a manifesting generator, what you would do, because you have the manifester as well as the generator. So you can get inspired and you can initiate by like conversation, but you still have to wait to respond. So what that would look like is you get an inspiration. As you have that inspiration, you can sit and ask what does this look like for me? How can I make this happen without figuring it out in the head? My teacher only says everything above the neck is questions only Ooh, not figuring it out. I like that. My, yes. Cause you know, we try to figure everything out. Yep. Right? <laughs> everything. <laughs> yes. Especially if you have an open head, if you have an open head center. Whoa. Um, but you sit and you sit with the inspiration, then as you sit, you are able to envision. So what would it look like? Who would you be with? Where would you be as you wait for things to show up in your external world for you to respond to? Then you you respond, you can respond to it by informing people. So you inform people because, um, that manifesting power if you just chose to jump on something everyone would be like what the heck are you doing we don't understand what you're doing here right now right. <laughs> you know and then you respond so like for the manifesting generator it's envision uh or ask envision inform respond I like that. for the generator it's ask wait to respond and respond. Ooh. So that envision part is in that envision and the inform part is not in there. That's the manifestor part. Interesting because like when you say that out
0: loud, I wait to respond a lot. <laughs> you know, like I th- I think it's almost a subconscious response on my part and I have found that when I wait to respond on things, I actually can show up Better, harder, faster—you know—it's like like my best self is able to come out and really perform in that way.
1: Yeah, and it's because you know when you're waiting to respond, it means that someone's interested, Ooh.
0: right? You're not just
1: like forcing your inspirations and ideas out there for people to like try to grasp onto, but there's some interest. Yeah. So then you're fully in alignment with your energy and the way that you're able to respond
0: to it. Cool. That makes so much sense. And I feel like just knowing this very foundational piece of your energy type can start to unlock so much more. How else can human design really help us in our business? And what other points do we need to learn about our chart to really help help us expand our business?
1: Well, I will say you don't need to learn anything else other than type, type and strategy. If you want only want to do that and think about alignment there and that's all you want to dive into perfect start to align there easy enough that will give you enough yeah yes that will give you enough however <laughs> if you're like me You like to go down that route. Oh, I like to nerd out, Miranda. I like to nerd out all day. (laughs) Yeah, so you definitely can do that. There's many aspects. So the type and strategy is the most important to integrate first. And the way I teach my clients too is, um, because I am also a yogi, uh, you know, peeling off the layers of an onion, one thing at a time, integrating it, learning it, and then taking that next step, I feel is the most important because I feel like, When you dive in head first, you learn all the stuff, but you don't integrate it. So we have so much knowledge and we can grab all of that knowledge online at any point in time, but really doing the work and integrating it, that's the part that we have to do. Mm -hmm. So um, type and strategy, I always teach first. Then going into the centers, which I did mention a little bit about, the open centers, a lot of times there's conditioning there because that's where we take in other people's energy and we think it's ours. So there's deconditioning in in the centers. Then there are the gates, um, which is the themes that the gates represent and the theme of the story of your life. Then there are the planets that the gates are in and what the planets mean. So there's a lot of different layers. And that's actually what I do as far as in the business part. So I actually combine a few different strategies to really create like, okay, what year are you in or what energetic year are you in? So if you're in the energetic year of fun, then you pushing out and making it all about work is not going to be the highest vibration for you this year. So how can we make you step out into fun and in your work, you know, in your business? So I integrate the year, I integrate this, the planets and what the planets meet and what gates they're in. There's also business gates that I look into. So there's different techniques that you can integrate so that you can create a business that is truly you, authentically you, energetically you, and also connected with your purpose because within the chart there is a way for you to see your purpose like for my chart I am here like I mentioned to learn through my experiences to integrate and to learn and then to become wise in those experiences and help others and that is in my conscious sun my conscious sun is in the gate of wisdom So that's my purpose.
0: I think this is just all so dang cool. And I also love that this has an element of astrology, but you're also using the numbers and their energetic vibration and just really using all the modalities to come together and make like an aligned action for people to kind of use a strategy and boom run with it. Now you can help develop your business and grow because I know as a business owner, and I'm sure you've had this experience too, where you feel like you're doing everything right. Like you can, you can watch all of the YouTube videos and the business. Okay. I'm posting on Instagram. I'm doing this. And it feels like you're checking all the boxes, but that forward motion almost just feels like you're at a standstill. And it's like, what am I doing wrong? And It really can sometimes you just need that outside of self look of, hmm, am I really following my strategy? Am I aligned with my energy type? (laughs) Like, I think it's just a really interesting way to look at it and make sure that your business is on a forward moving path.
1: Mm -hmm. And yes, totally, totally. And there's um, one key aspect that I really love is when you go a little bit deeper you start to connect to your soul's purpose and it shows you like your soul's purpose while you were younger. And then it shows you your soul's purpose, like after the age of 40. And it's very interesting because like my soul's purpose was like spirituality and connection and all of this wisdom and spirituality. And my forward purpose after forty is actually to become step out into leadership and going global. Whereas I feel safe in spirituality, right. like I was like, okay, I'll stay safe here. I love this. This is like comfy. My yeah, <laughs> yes. Like I'm home here. But to go global, I was like, uh, no. So what that has done for me is actually made me step into that and do it because it's like that's what I'm here to do. I'm not going to stay safe where i am i'm going to step into my potential and go to that and look at it you're on a global podcast miranda check this out you've gone global baby
0: <laughs> but i love that because sometimes that ego and that fear of like oh and and i think a lot of times like we can see our next phase in life but it's that oh no i would have to give up a lot or i'd have to shift a lot or i have to change a lot or hey I need to start working at walking in my purpose a little bit more to get me there. And that just fuels the fears. It fuels the insecurities, the imposter syndrome, the, Hey, I have to leave my safety net now. Like
1: it can be scary. Yeah. And you know, I think before too, before I saw my chart, There is no way if someone told me that I would have been like, there is no way that is my life. I feel good. I remember when I first started teaching yoga, my uh, this one student of mine would always tell me, you know, you should go bigger. You should go bigger. And I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Staying safe. I like my small little thing. I don't need to do that. I don't need to, you know. And now it's like, I think she saw me more than I did. Isn't that always the case though? Like, do you, do you feel Mm -hmm. like sometimes you just come
0: across those people? Like, I'm sure you are that person for so many people that you work with where you just see the potential in someone else when they haven't seen it yet for themselves. It's like, they see that inner light in you, but you forgot to turn on the switch for yourself.
1: Yeah. And that's all that conditioning. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all that those beliefs that we've made about ourselves and our experiences that we think are us. And once you can let that all go and uh, realize that half it's not really you, you know, I'm, you can, st- uh, it's just, I know I keep saying step into the potential, but it's just like we really have the opportunity to do that. Once we let go of all that stuff and we see what we're here for and you just let that go and let the fears go and just do it, like the alignment is just there. You just can feel this presence, this confidence, and this sense of knowing.
0: Yeah. It's freeing too when you, s- Oh, so yeah. And I don't think that that's something that if you haven't had this feeling before, it's really hard to understand what you're missing out on. Yeah. yeah. Cause you're like, it's like, you know, it's there, right. But like, it's not a feeling that you've ever truly fully experienced. So it's like kind of if, if someone's never experienced happiness, how would you describe it? It's hard like <laughs> without, you know, like feeling, Oh, it's the best feeling ever. And if someone's only experienced sadness, like it's very hard to communicate what happiness would be. And that's how I feel with you've never experienced like true freedom of self to be your full self. It's, it wow. is a freeing feeling like break off the shackles. Like I'm
1: home. Yeah. You know, and I love that too, because I mean, you know, we all have our own sense of what freeing means. Yes. So it's really hard to explain that to anyone because what freedom means to me may not be what means to them. A
0: hundred percent. Yeah. We have to define that for ourselves, which is another key point. Thank you for bringing that up.
1: Mm,
0: I love it. Well, Miranda, I know you have so much more to share and I, this topic, I need to learn more about it as well, but where can our audience go to connect with you further and get some more human design in their
1: lives? Yeah. Thank you. Um, you can go to my website. It's, um, Miranda Mitchell.com. And on there, actually, I do have a button there. It says get my chart here. So what you can do is you can click on that button you enter in your birth date, your birth time, and your birth place. And I run your chart by hand to make sure it's accurate because sometimes um, it goes by 24 hours. So sometimes a lot of people don't put that in there and their charts are not accurate. So I run your chart and I send you a little video and even some information on your type and what to do to start aligning as well.
0: Ooh, well, you know what I'm doing right after we get off this call. <laughs> I'm going to go put my details in and and go down some rabbit holes with you. (laughs) Awesome. I love it. Miranda, it has been a treat speaking with you. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and light with us today. I know our audience has a lot of key takeaway points.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me so much. I snagged my free report from Miranda right
0: after our call, and it made so much sense to me. So be sure to grab yours as well. I've linked Miranda's website and social channels on this week's episode notes found on mindbizlife.com. As a little reminder, we now have three shows per week. Of course, Wednesdays are for Life Mastery Conversations, and on Fridays, we fuel your life. But on Sunday, we have Awaken Your Soul Sunday, which is a storytelling series that shares these beautiful, life changing experiences. And guess what? You can submit an episode to have your story shared by visiting mindbizlife.com and clicking on the Awaken Your Soul tab and then following the detailed instructions. I love being able to hold the space on this platform, it is truly an honor. I'm back on Friday for another episode of Fuel Your Life Friday, but until then, remember, Every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.